Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're looking at a few ways we can be everyday slayers. We got it started Monday with outsmarting trolls. Yesterday, we embraced the shake. Today, we're practicing emotional first aid. We put a bandage on a cut or take antibiotics to treat an infection. No questions asked. In fact, questions would be asked if we didn't apply first aid when necessary. So why isn't the same true of our mental health? We're expected to just get over psychological wounds when as anyone who's ever ruminated over rejection or agonized over a failure knows all too well, emotional injuries can be just as crippling as physical ones. Psychologist and author Guy Winch's concept of emotional first aid comes with seven suggestions. First, pay attention to emotional pain, recognize it when it happens, and work to treat it before it feels all-encompassing. Ted Ideas summarizes, the body evolved the sensation of physical pain to alert us that something is wrong and we need to address it. The same is true for emotional pain. If a rejection, failure, or bad mood is not getting better, it means we've sustained a psychological wound and we need to treat it. For example, loneliness can be devastatingly damaging to our psychological and physical health. So when we're feeling socially or emotionally isolated, we need to take action. Next, redirect gut reactions when we fail. Ted Ideas summarizes, the nature of psychological wounds makes it easy for one to lead to another. Failure can often drive us to focus on what we can't do instead of focusing on what we can. That can make us less likely to perform at our best, which will make us even more focused on our shortcomings. To stop this sort of emotional spiral, we can learn to ignore the post-failure gut reaction of feeling helpless and demoralized and make a list of factors that we can control were we to try again. For instance, we think about preparation and planning and how we might improve each of them. This kind of exercise will reduce feelings of helplessness and improve our chances of future success. Third, monitor and protect self-esteem. When we feel like putting ourselves down, we take a moment to be compassionate to ourselves instead. Ted Ideas summarizes, self-esteem is like an emotional immune system that buffers us from emotional pain and strengthens our emotional resilience. As such, it's very important to monitor it and avoid putting ourselves down, particularly when we're already hurting. One way to heal damaged self-esteem is to practice self-compassion. When we're feeling critical of ourselves, and I really love this, we can try imagining a dear friend is feeling bad about him or herself for the same reasons we are. And we write an email expressing compassion and support. Then we read the email. Those are the messages we should be giving ourselves. When negative thoughts are taking over, disrupt them with positive distractions. Ted Ideas summarizes, 
when we replay distressing events in our mind without seeking new insight or trying to solve a problem, we're just brooding. And that, especially when it becomes habitual, can lead to deeper psychological pain. The best way to disrupt unhealthy rumination is to distract ourselves by engaging in a task that requires concentration. For example, do a Sudoku, complete a crossword, try to recall the names of the kids in your fifth grade class. Studies show that even two minutes of distraction will reduce the urge to focus on negative, unhealthy thoughts. Next, find meaning in loss. Ted Ideas summarizes, loss is a part of life, but it can scar us and keep us from moving forward if we don't treat the emotional wounds it creates. If sufficient time has passed and we're still struggling to move forward after a loss, we need to introduce a new way of thinking about it. Specifically, the most important thing we can do to ease our pain and recover is to find meaning in the loss and derive purpose from it. It might be hard, but think of what we might have gained from the loss. For instance, I lost my spouse, but I've become much closer to my kids. Consider how we might gain or help others gain a new appreciation for life, or imagine the changes we could make that will help us live a life more aligned with our values and purpose. Next, don't let excessive guilt linger. Ted Ideas summarizes, guilt can be useful. In small doses, it alerts us to take action, to mend a problem in our relationship with another person. But excessive guilt is toxic in that it wastes our emotional and intellectual energies and distracts us from other tasks and prevents us from enjoying life. One of the best ways to resolve lingering guilt is to offer an effective apology. Yes, we might have tried apologizing previously, but apologies are more complex than we tend to realize. The crucial ingredient that every effective apology requires and most standard apologies lack is an empathy statement. In other words, our apology should focus less on explaining why we did what we did and more on how our actions or inactions impacted the other person. It is much easier to forgive someone when we feel they truly understand. By apologizing, even if it's for a second time, the other person is much more likely to convey authentic forgiveness and help your guilt dissolve. Finally, learn what treatments for emotional wounds work for us as individuals. Ted Idea summarizes, pay attention to yourself and learn how you personally deal with common emotional wounds. For instance, do you shrug them off, get really upset but recover quickly, get upset and recover slowly, squelch your feelings or something else? We use this analysis to help ourselves understand which emotional first aid treatments work best for us in various situations, just as we would identify which of the many pain relievers on the shelves work best for us. The same goes for building emotional resilience. Try out various techniques and figure out which are easiest for you to implement and which tend to be most effective for you, but mostly we get into the habit of taking note of our psychological health on a regular basis, and especially after a stressful, difficult, or emotionally painful situation. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, 
Or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for day four of our week, Everyday Slayer. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.